This is episode 120, Smart Charts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. And I'm Deb. And here's our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Who is actively anti-racism. And today's anti-racism tip comes from mesaumic.edu. Link is in the show notes. And it's tips 10 ways to be anti-racist. And I like number four, engage in race and ethnically courses through different departments. So just taking different courses outside of your area of study and just looking at things like history, exploration, contemporary issues, and theory. So I thought that was a good tip. And uh, I think now everything is virtual. So I'm sure there's like a lot of free conferences. You could just you know, play it and you can multitask too. If you're busy, everyone's busy, hold some clothes, listen, get some knowledge, go for a walk and listen. Yeah, absolutely. Make it work. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, right now there's a lot of Asian hate crimes and um, Mike and I just did a maternity photo shoot and our photographer um, originally was going to take the subway here and she had asked, she was like, do you think I could bill in my Uber because there's so many Asian hate crimes. I'm nervous to travel. And she's like, I've never been nervous. And she's a comedy photographer. So she's like, you know, would do comedy shows and get on the train at 2am, 4am. Never really had a like scary feeling or anything like that until more recently. So it's a very serious matter. And um, it's something that everyone should be actively anti-racist against. Yes, that's very sad to hear. And this is someone who's been like living in New York her whole life. And now like she can't. Well, she did live in Japan first, but yeah, a long time. She didn't live here a long time. Okay. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I met her at your wedding. Mm -hmm. I might might use her as my photographer. She's the best. Yoko Hiroko, check her out. She's the great photographer. And uh, yeah, for all of your photo needs in the New York tri-state area. She is good. So actually, I do want to hear about your pregnancy photo shoot. But first, I'm going to talk about what I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, noon. So that means I have coffee, you know, very nice. Yes, I did. I'm staying for alcohol for this afternoon. Notice nice for this afternoon. Right. Evening could be different. Mm -hmm. So I I had coffee around eight. Wow, you woke up early. <laughs> yeah, the dogs wake us up early now. And it's kind of nice to just be up and out, but like don't have anything against sleeping till noon because I've certainly done it a lot. Yeah, that was me today. Yeah. And I just needed to sleep, I think. Mm-hmm. I was up watching Can't Hardly Wait on Netflix and it's only available to the end of the month. So you better not wait. You better not wait. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. So I have coffee and it's iced coffee. And I like to remind the listeners of my iced coffee hack of Mm -hmm. using the leftover coffee. Let's say you make it with a French press or even just, um, you know, like drip coffee. Mm -hmm. You can take whatever's extra and put it in ice cube tray and freeze it. So when you make iced coffee, your ice cubes are coffee and not water. So your coffee will never get watered down. That's very good hack. If I have any extra sitting on my counter, I will go do that. Yeah. So make some coffee ice cubes, especially now. This is mm-hmm. great iced coffee weather. So uh, do you have a drink? I have water. Um, my goal is 96 
fluid ounces of water a day. Um, so I just, I actually stopped keeping track. Once I get to three big Yetis, I know I accomplished my goal. Um, and I'm quite thirsty during this pregnancy. So um, it, it hasn't been so hard Great. to accomplish 96 ounces. I think I get over that. So you're meeting your goal. Are you exceeding it? I believe I am exceeding it, but then I'm not also taking into consideration all of the things that might be dehydrating me. So I might just be meeting it, mm-hmm. you know, like for every cup of coffee you're supposed to have an, or anything like dehydrating salts, anything. So, right. And I did have a cup of coffee and a sausage patty. So Ooh, I'm both telling. of those things. Well, it was actually, a, it was a vegan sausage patty, which is still processed food. So even though it's vegan, doesn't mean it's totally healthy. Right. You have to look at the sodium content. Right. But okay. at this stage of the game, it's important to have a lot of protein mm-hmm. in your diet. So I've been trying to consume protein and uh, foods that are high in vitamin B6, such as avocado, watermelon, brown rice, um, meat, soybeans, oatmeal, spinach, tomatoes. All the and, good yeah, stuff. Bananas. I, I don't like bananas. Well, you can mash them, mash them or blend them with a little bit of milk, whatever milk you want and freeze it. I'm, I guess I'm into freezing things and then freeze it. And then it's banana ice cream. It's so good. Yeah, I do eat frozen bananas. I have chocolate covered bananas on a stick in my freezer. And I have had that banana ice cream trick too. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I will have bananas. But when I'm just eating a straightforward banana, I'm not happy, but I do it. Do you get embarrassed ever to eat bananas in public? Just no. Okay. I'd be like, what are you watching me for? <laughs> do you? You know, I, I can't say I love it. I'd rather just break the banana and eat it, you know? Really? But I don't know. Yeah, every time I go to eat that frozen banana, Mike's like, that's hot. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. All righty. So we have an interview coming up with Mm -hmm. Corinne from smart charts and John and smart charts is doing something very exciting. They're giving our SLPs wine and cheese listeners a 30 day free trial. My favorite F word free. Mm -hmm. And if you join, you get 50% off for life for. So as long as you have smart charts, you'll have half the price by using our link. So that link is in the show notes. Yes. And I just signed up. So you, everyone should go check it out. It's really cool. It is. I signed up too. And we'll talk about it in the interview, but it's pretty much a great way to track data and progress and goals and just keep like all your stuff organized. And what I really liked is that you can personalize the visuals. So like whenever they have a correct production, they can get like a point correct. And then it creates a visual that's appealing and motivating for them. So you could use it for like an adult since Corinne used the example of like, you know, their favorite baseball team. And every time they have a correct production, it builds the picture of like their favorite player. Mm -hmm. So it's motivating, which we're always fans of doing things that are motivating. Right. But at the same time, you're charting data and progress. So when you make like your session notes or you have like stuff to do. It's like all right there for you. So I'm like, this is pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can add your treatment plan and you can um, keep track of data. There's lots of different features on here. I recommend taking the virtual tour. Definitely. And in the interview, we talked with John, who's the tech person. I forgot his exact title, but he created the website. Mm-hmm. So Karen and John get to talk and it's funny because he's not an SLP. So, you know, we talked to him about non-SLP life. Mm-hmm. And he has a dog and he's single. I told him I would give him a shout out. So Where does he live? He lives in Chicago. All right, Chicago ladies. Chicago whoever's ladies, looking. Whoever's looking. He's got a dog. He's into tech. He knows all the acronyms of SLP life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, let us know. I'll, uh, I'll connect you guys. Why not? I can play <laughs> matchmaker. There you go. Listen, no one said anything. You go on a virtual coffee date and you take it from there. That's it got nothing to lose. Exactly. That's my advice. Speaking of dating, you had a pregnancy shoot. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Mike was excellent. He was an excellent, excellent sport. Great model. Um, he did not, I mean, he was a super participant, didn't complain one bit, but, um, there, you know, there are a lot of like corny elements to, um, maternity shoots. So, I, think I don't like, know if he will even be excited to see the pictures. There's like different levels of corniness, you know? So yeah. like, which was the, the uber corny one? I like, think he thought like kissing the belly was weird. Oh, no, I don't think that's that corny. I would call that middle to low corny. Well, it's like posing. I mean, I, I he definitely, he loves to, he always sings to the baby and um, like, and puts his head on my belly and sings and stuff. And like, um, I don't, I wouldn't say he's like anti-kissing my belly. I just think when you're posing for a picture and then he's like, I'm going to see this picture and like, it'll be on the internet. Like, I don't know. I probably won't post those ones, but, um, uh, yeah, other than that, no, I think they were pretty, they were pretty good. Like we, we went like super casual and it wasn't like gown flowing in the wind in a snowy field. It was just us in our living room. And then walking around the block, but it was quite cold. So we didn't do too much outside. Gotcha. And that Mm -hmm. was, it's showing a realistic clip of your real life. Yes. Yes. We tried to be pretty authentic to our, to our life. So we're on the couch. Um, and, uh, I sat on the bed for some and, uh, we were by the baby's crib for some, and then some walking around the neighborhood. So I think they will come out very lovely. I can't wait to see these. And if you don't mind to send me the ultra corny ones and you, I, you know, I won't post it just. Okay. I will send this, send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm officially in my ninth month of pregnancy. I'm 36 weeks. So I mean, the baby could come in two weeks and four weeks. It better not be five weeks or six weeks. Um, I, but I talked to the baby and we decided he will come (sighs) in a timely fashion uh-huh you spoke to him about that yeah yeah, yeah. he agreed so he agreed. it's cool yeah it's like one kick for yes two kicks for no mm-hmm. something mm. like that yeah I'm getting this new thing it's called lightning it's like lightning crotch which is like not that new it's what? something that's been happening yeah it's like it feels like there's like a lightning shooting up your crotch Interesting. um, um and right. apparently this is like the baby is descending so he's listening he's on his way so what is this lightning crotch? I'm sorry. I, I'm it, like, what? it feels like, it feels like a shock going up your crotch. Like just right. like, wah, 
That's if, if it was okay. a sound effect, it, that would be it. And then it's gone. And then it might happen again, but then that's it. Um, and uh, I've read that it's common and it's like something about like, I guess like the pressure system, like something coming down. And then, so then you feel something going up. Um, oh, like the change in pressure. So he feels yeah. a change in pressure with that? No, I feel it. He doesn't feel it. His crotch is not lightning. <laughs> Minus. <laughs> so these like, like equivalent to vocal warmups, you know, like warming up your crotch. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I will to warm up myself. I've been doing pelvic tilt exercises, which is just things that you can do while like standing, sitting and laying. And you, it's good to have like one of those exercise balls. Um, and then also curb walking, which is like supposed to like work with, I don't know, progressing the baby down. So it's like walking with one foot up on the curb and the other foot down. So you're walking uneven and then mm-hmm. turning around and doing it on the other side and going back and forth. Um, yeah, I, so I'm just trying to do whatever I can that's like physical and natural to make things on a steady course. I'm not like consuming anything weird or doing anything outside of like yes. that. Yes. I'm not going to. Okay. I like I see people like make weird smoothies and stuff and I'm not doing that. No. Okay. Even maybe in six weeks might, you might feel differently though, but well, I don't know. There's like controversy around using the ingredients. So it's just not worth it to me. I don't understand why people, Yeah. who knows? I have no idea. I've never been pregnant. Don't know what it's like. I can only just listen to your story and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. learn, learning about lightning crotches and lightning walking. Oh yeah. And, uh, all those fun things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, great. <laughs> it's great. The one thing that is like nerve wracking is so like kick counts is something you're supposed to keep track of um, how often you feel your baby moving within two hours and you should feel the baby move like 10 times within two hours. Um, and I do, but I do have an anterior placenta. So it's like, I don't feel as much. And now that he's getting bigger, it's different kinds of movements. It's not like jabs like it was before. It's more like whole body movements. So it's like more like a sense of fullness and rolling. Um, But it's just like, it's less active than when he was like 22 weeks and just could do cartwheels in there. So that's, uh, that's different. But um, I also have a fetal Doppler. So I listen to his heartbeat and I know he's good. And I go to the doctor once a week now and he's, good nice. it's just yeah it just there's that's the only thing that freaks me out is like making sure he's moving enough yeah I can imagine that that would be but I feel him right now okay hey sometimes there. you just gotta put him in an uncomfortable position hey baby Racine and yeah how was your pregnancy shoot did you have fun hanging out I think he <laughs> did I think he liked it I bet he did yeah. I bet he did so We're going to pause now for a quick little commercial break, and then we're going to get back to the interview with myself, Corinne, and John, and we talk all about smart charts and how Corinne was a problem solver, is, present tense, is a problem solver, and I think that's such a good quality, and we've brought that up many times on the podcast, where if you see something, right, you could either choose to just, like Deb said, right, embrace it or break it. And it looks like Corinne wanted to embrace it, right? She was seeing some 
difficulty with her clients. And she's like, Hey, I want to invent something and I don't want to give anything away because they talk about it in the interview. So stay tuned for the interview. Hey, SLPs, Wine and Cheese listeners. If you love our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps our podcast and helps us to stay on the airwaves. Also, be sure to check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash SLPs, Wine and Cheese. On Patreon, you could pledge to be a patron and you will have access to video content, exclusive interviews with Deb and some famous comedians, and even bonus episodes. So please be sure to check us out on patreon.com. Thank you so very much for your support. We really appreciate it. Cheers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another special edition episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria, and I'm joined here by Corinne Vargas and John Matthews from Smart Charts. Welcome. Hello. Hey. So we have Corinne and her tech genius, John. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. John's first time. It's my second. I'm super excited to be back. Yeah. See you again, at least. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sitting here with my wine. I have this Taken wine gifted to us. So this is a sponsored wine. Thank you so much. It's from Napa Valley, and it's a red wine. And I thought it's perfect because... It says taken, and I got recently engaged, so I felt like it was great. So I'm celebrating <laughs> with you guys. Woo! Yeah, congrats! Virtual cheers! Oh, Here it cheers. is. Yeah, oh, we all ha- we all have red wine. Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit about my wine. My wine is from created with a simple philosophy to craft great wines to share with friends, which is what we're doing right now we're officially friends you know this wine made it happen thank you obviously yes and it's a cabernet sauvignon 65 15 zinfandel 11 merlot 7 malbec and 2 petite syrah so that sounds pretty cool to me so there's all these mixtures of what does it taste here. like yes Tell good question so let me swirl 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 let it breathe yeah <laughs> there you go it's a brave move. You're going to do that? All right. Corinne's over here while you're tasting that, putting her wine on top of her laptop to make space. Nice. Good job, Corinne. Thank it you. It tastes very good. It's very smooth. And I would say like medium bodied. I hope I'm right. I always <laughs> look it up. I'm like, I think this is full bodied. And the waiter's like, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, I think I know, but I what, might What not. flavors do you taste, Maria? Good question. Let me try. I fe- I'm like cheating. I'm like looking up the flavors, but the website's not telling me. So <laughs> I guess this is a subjective question, right? What do I taste? Let's see. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ask me what I taste whenever I try it. Like, <laughs> uh, oak notes. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. I don't know. I taste wine that tastes good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's smooth. It's not too like shocking. Like, you know, sometimes you get like a, like someone like punched you in the mouth. So I don't feel like that. I feel good drinking it. And I uh, paired it with Brie Cheese, but before we had some technical issues. Luckily, we had John here. So I ate all my Brie Cheese. It's gone. So, <laughs> but that's what's up with me. What about you guys? What do you have? Well, um, I have a wine here that is called, uh, it's made by Decoy. It's also a cab. It's a 2018. 
And uh, it also tastes very smooth. And I would lie and say there's hints of oak and other things, but I don't know what I'm talking about. But it is very, very smooth and tastes great. <laughs> and also, I always buy it because I am... <laughs> Have you ever had a story that you hear and you don't want to verify it or look it up because you like the story and you just don't want to know that it's not true? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is that for me. Uh, I buy this in my fancy wine and it's called Decoy and it's supposed to be, what I'm told, is an ironic name because they have a really nice um, line of wine that they do. And then when they have extra, they sell it under this label of Decoy and it's supposed to be ironic and funny. And I like that and it's really good. So I just go with it, but I refuse to fact check it uh, and have my heart broken. I see. I get it. So ignorance is bliss in this case. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will fact check that and versus bubble if Current. I get the opportunity. Okay. Um, but we, we are both drinking the decoy and we're pairing that with a hot habanero cheese, which is not typical, but um, it's delicious. It's making us drink a little faster though. Let me tell you that. Is it spicy? That Very spicy. spicy. Yeah, it's great though. <laughs> so that works to chase it down with some wine. Decoy. Absolutely, absolutely. So I have some questions for you, given sure. the taken label. Do you vote drink it though or sink oh. it? What do you think? Drink this drink wine? It. Yeah. This is definitely a drink it for me. So you've been drinking this, so this is keep yeah. drinking for you. Keep, yeah, yeah, continuation. Keep drinking. Cheers. Yeah. What about Cheers. yours? Cheers. I'm going to say vote. I'm going to vote drink it as well. I really like it. So Corinne, I wanted to know more about you guys. And about your friendship, but also how your working relationship. So we had recreationally bowled on a Sunday league. And uh, he was part of the league with a bunch of other friends. Like it was just a huge group of 15 of us or I don't know. And basically it was like a boozy, you know, kind of like Sunday football league. And we would all just have a really good time. And I, as a joke from my family, had gotten uh, bowling shoes and a bowling ball for Christmas, literally just before this league had started. And um, so I had the sparkly, the sparkly ball, the brand new shiny shoes, all this stuff. I wasn't a really great bowler, but a decent bowler. I'll let John comment on all this stuff later. But John did notice that it did go straight and it kind of did go down the lane but he did notice more than anything that I had shoes and a ball. Mm -hmm. So he talked to my friend and said, Hey, I'm getting into this kind of serious league. We need one girl to be a part of our team. I noticed that you have a friend who has shoes and a ball. What's she her name? Must, she yeah. must be a pro. Because if she has a shoe and a shoes and ball is like, if you're looking for someone to bowl and they have, just really, that's the only equipment you need besides nachos. Um, I mean, really, that's that's the starting point. So whenever I saw that, we had to we had to meet. And so while we were doing the league, uh, I was courting. I guess, he was courting a bowling female, not like. Well, not, we're going we're going full story here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he wasn't actually. He just needed somebody who was a female that could bowl because that was the specifications of the league. That was it. That was it. Just a whatever. So I checked those boxes that box that one box yeah the one qualification was that you would basically sh well really two one that you had your own equipment great and two that you would show up each week and having your own equipment was a very poor um assumption that i actually knew what i was doing 
So. <laughs> right, where you just probably wanted something new for Christmas, like, and it's sparkly. Like, who doesn't want yeah, that? It, it was the most beautiful bowling ball I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. It weighed about eight pounds. I'm pretty sure my son throws that same thing right now, and he's nine. Um, but yeah, it went it went really well. That's how we first met, and then at bowling one night, I had this idea for um, the app for speech pathologists and you know um, occupational therapists and physical therapists as, as well as special education, all that good stuff. So I had this pipe dream, whatever. And I'll let John take it from here because I started talking to him about it. And he said, get out of here. <laughs> as I say with everyone, if you own a software development business, you literally every couple days, someone will come out of the woodwork and tell you about their amazing idea. Right. And to be honest, you just have to, the first communication you have, you have to reject everyone. Because most mm-hmm. times people have not done any due diligence at all. They haven't thought about, are there other people doing this? What is unique about your offering? What are you doing different than everyone else? How are you going to stand out? What's your market opportunity? And most people haven't done any of those things. And so pretty much I will outright kind of reject the first offer. Like the first conversation we have is say, yeah, yeah, no, maybe we'll see how that goes. And I wait and see if they come back because I'm not trying to be the CEO of some other company. I need, I need them to be passionate about what they're doing. And if someone's not gonna come back and have a second conversation, then they're not gonna make it as a business leader. And so what I really appreciated about Corinne was I did, I, I blew her off at bowling the first week and I said, have you even thought about these things? And uh, she came back with all of the answers to all of my questions. And I was like, okay, I think this is, this is legitimate. And actually, I'm pretty impressed by what this tool does. And something that I always bring back in changing uh, communication between someone who's more technical focused to someone who's really focused on their problem, I keep saying, like, well, what problem are you solving? Yes. And what do, what do you offer that someone doesn't offer? And she was able to then articulate that really, really well. And then I got it. And I don't know anything about it, especially at that time, about what it is to be an SLP. And so when she started describing the problem she was solving, I got it and started talking about the visualizations and um, motivations of people and how they can be furthered through their therapy by having progress indicators. And I was really impressed. And so I her to come speak at uh, a little get together of myself and some of our business partners and she crushed it. And we were really, really interested and we put together a little offer of what it would take to build a product. And then she firmly rejected us. <laughs> All right. See, Rejection goes a- both ways. Rejection yeah. goes both ways, Maria. But one thing I want to touch back on is one of the earlier episodes that you all had about starting an app. Um, yes. You and actually, the, the idea yeah. about, he brought up a really important point about what is the problem, what is the problem. And actually, he helped me clearly define what that problem was. And I think as SLPs, we're trying to make everyone's life easier in terms of communication, you know, bringing everybody to that next level that, you know, has difficulties, disorders, differences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, I thought about this really long and hard because it was super hard for me to articulate outside of our profession what the actual problem was. So the reason I think he actually rejected me day one, not only was because everybody brings an idea, but because I wasn't able to articulate it to somebody outside of our field, which Mm -hmm. was actually incredibly hard to do um, and create a relatable like story, um, which actually is what Smart Charts does, is it takes the speech language pathology 
you know, our methodologies, our goal, our evidence-based training and turns it into a relatable, understandable uh, progress monitoring tool that is shareable with the actual patient, whether you're a three-year-old or you're an 80-year-old, but also the caregivers. And it creates some buy-in and some visualization. I think my biggest issue for speech pathologists and then also for the techies out there um, was language is so uh, it's not tangible, right? So we can tell our clients every single day, you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job, or you're making right. progress. You're, you're actually, you know, your S pronunciation and your S, you know, clarity is in your R coloring is so much better than it was last week. We're, you know, we're at a level three versus a level, you know, 10, you were at a level zero, all these things. Right. Telling people that we're using language, we're using speech again, that doesn't yes. really do anything. Visualization is so super important, at least you're, for me. You're adding um, another modality there too. Cause I'm big exactly. on using, using visuals. Like anyone who knows me, I'm always posting <laughs> it about it on Instagram, but, um, and then it's always like, oh, <laughs> where are the visuals? Right. Where are they? So yeah. I, which I, what I think is great about smart charts is that the visuals are also the reinforcement, right? Like the little cupcakes, like I want to get more cupcakes. So I got to try harder to say like Maria, right? Did I get that R? Mm, you didn't get a cupcake. Like, ah, oh, you know, it's like crushing. So you have, <laughs> you have the visuals, but in the, yeah. the motivation too. So I like yeah. that it ties in the and you were saying before too off air that you can make the visuals or the chart anything you like it could be donuts it could be visuals it could be cats or you could make it whatever the patient likes if the patient likes pokemon then i'm going to upload this picture of pokemon exactly so and I that's that's fully functional and the the idea behind it too i think it's interesting being speech language pathologists is that we are so trained in our field our ability to actually translate what progress means is super difficult. Um, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that in a, that we're not capable, but I mean that in a, it, the data components as we, we know data, 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 evidence-based mm -hmm. stuff. But this is, I created smart charts to do this for speech and language pathologists. So they don't have to be an Excel expert. So they don't actually have to like, create some new nuance or, you know, by hand and color in different aspects. I did this in um, my grad school education in Excel and then, and then moved it over. And I think personally, it was such a big deal for me because I had had knee surgeries. My mother had had a stroke when I was little. And the idea that you, I couldn't understand why when I had knee surgeries that I couldn't think about playing soccer because I couldn't even run yet. Mm -hmm. And my physical therapists were focused on strength and mobility. And as speech pathologists, we're, work, we're working on articulation and syntax on the morphology level. But if we can't show them that morphologically they're moving in the right direction, which is better towards grammar, that grammar goal feels unobtainable or actually super abstract. So how do I show my client that this is actually working and we're actually getting closer and closer? That's a really good point, especially as something like language where it's like, how do I know my sentences are getting better? Like maybe for the patient, like they sound the same or I'm just repeating what you're telling me or I just know what you like to hear. And am I even gonna like use that with someone else when I leave this therapy room? So also even generalizing a skill. 
Yeah, exactly. The whole goal of speech, right? <laughs> and the and the irony is, as a speech pathologist, I am so visually oriented oriented that it like it makes it hard. I can hear it. I can hear the differentiation of what's going well, but a client can't because they're practicing. They're practicing, right? They can't. Uh, right. Parents can over time, or families can over time, or caregivers. But it's such a nuanced thing that that reinforcement isn't intrinsic. It doesn't feel good when you're going through those steps, being a patient at different times in my life. Like it doesn't feel good. So how do we show them that it is good? Right. So Corinne, so you came with all these ideas to John. So, so I'm picturing this John's bowling. He's just trying to chill and have some nachos on a Tuesday night. And Corinne is all like, look at this idea I have for SLPs. And John is like, what is SLP? What, what is this acronym? So John, you're someone who's not in this field, right? You're in a different field. You're in tech. So what do you think? Like, what do you think of like, um, speech therapy in general? Like, is it something that you knew about before or you had no idea? And now you're like, you know, now you know what an IEP is, right? So, yeah. So you guys use plenty of acronyms. I will say that <laughs> as you drop IEP in there. Um, I love that he calls us you guys too. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, we you have call us a- you guys, you, you, but you use terms like nerd and, uh, oh, I, I the term techies because everyone's a nerd in their own craft I actually do I embrace used to be something I think that was a little pejorative and I don't feel that way at all so when someone calls me a nerd I'm like yeah I really get into whatever the thing I'm into that's to me that's what being a nerd is and for me that happens to be technology and and I learn more and more about what that something different is every single day and I think one of the things is um in going through this I realized the scope of being an SLP is a lot more than what I thought it was. I thought going into it, it was articulation and just making sure that the person can pronounce words correctly and mm-hmm. the most rudimentary basic things. Right. And in going through this, I found out it's a lot more to do with even things like cultural cues and what it, what's the context of the word. And uh, Corinne talks a lot about the consulting side of this and teaching people that it's uh, it's not you had an example of a client, which I guess if we don't say any names here, we're good. Um, yeah. That basically was saying that they wanted to compliment on a person, a, a male wanted to compliment on a girl's sweater. And mm. you had to explain that although your language is correct, that might not be the best cultural way of going about what you want to achieve. Uh-huh. And I would have never thought that that would be something that would touch in your guys's world. So I've I've learned a lot about just how vast this industry is and how much you guys take on, uh, have a much greater respect for a lot of what you guys do. And um, thank you. Cheers yeah. to that. Yeah, cheers. cheers. That. And I, I want to jump in a little bit too. I think something I think John has learned too is the steps and the scaffolding that we work through. So the way that the way that I envision smart charts the way that he's brought that vision to life is the idea of choices. So I actually wanted to just streamline progress notes and be like, why are we literally writing the same thing every week Mm -hmm. over and over and over again? Like, why are we writing it, writing it, writing it? Um, 
And it's so that's the problem, right? That's, yeah. So like to use the example, that's the problem. And John yeah. is the solution. <laughs> John, I don't want to keep writing this same goal. We know it's this kid's goal or this client's goal. All right. It, we know this. Exactly. <laughs> you guys get, the, and so what I think is so funny is I see parallels across what I see in every technology, every single product we're building, all the things are a lot about efficiency. And so when Corinne started explaining to me that this product is going to basically simplify people's lives so much, you do the in sessions tracking, and then you basically get a chart that you can now use to spit out all of your notes, everything that goes directly into your filing for the insurance. And it's like a huge efficiency play. And I was literally just like, this is so obvious to me because I see it in every other industry. It kind of feels like that maybe this industry is ripe for disruption. It's ready to have something like this come into it. And into it. I, I was immediately at that point, like I'm in and I'm, I'm a business partner in this. I'm with you because now I see the parallels across the problem you're solving with every other industry I've already solved. Amazing. Thank let you. A, let me take that a step further though. Take He's talking it. about the visual he was talking about the visualization part for me, I think as a speech language pathologist, yes, visual was like frustrating and whatever, but I used to be an actuary. I'm a huge math nerd. I knew Excel really well. I could create graphs like nobody's business. My biggest annoyance was literally just typing out the entire like sentence, like everything that was required of my establishment, whether I was working in a clinic, whether I was working in a hospital, whether I was working in, you know, a school, it was like, lack of better terms, damn it. I have to keep writing the same thing every year, every time just to, you know, fulfill qualifications of what my establishment needed. I standardized what it meant to create a progress note, but that actually wasn't the issue. The goal was the issue. Mm -hmm. The goal, like standardizing how you write a goal actually dictates the progress note as Correct. well. So, so it helps write goals that are within ASHA standards and all that good stuff. But aside from that, it does the actual word part for me, which was so important. And obviously the visualization, which we can't do every single day. I, I think the visualization is actually the, the bread and butter and money maker sort of situation in terms of figuring out the value to the family and the parents. But I didn't want to have to type out the same thing every single week. And quite frankly, I don't know. I'm going to whisper a little bit here, but I used to copy and paste and then just yeah. change that percentage every week. And it's like, why am I copying and pasting? Why am I doing these things? Um, the other aspect that I will say that I put into smart charts was a subjective component. So mm -hmm. yes, it's all standardized. So, so Mar Maria, I want to do, I do want to throw this out for listeners. We're going to do something special for all for of our it. listeners. We're creating a, a special little page within smart charts. Um, that's going to be a, a completely special offer just for all of your listeners alone, your and dad's listeners. It's like we're, we're building this company directly for these needs and we're not perfect yet. Let's be honest. Like we want to have feedback. We want to have your, I mean, that's why we're here. We want to build something that's catered exactly to the needs of everyone who's listening to this. Uh, if you have some feedback, if you think this doesn't really work well for me and my modality, if you're maybe slightly off from SLP or something like that, I think we want to hear that. And I personally am in charge of making sure those things happen. And I will personally reply to you. 
I really thank you for coming on the show and giving our listeners something to look forward to and something that's going to help them and it's going to help you guys too. So you always want to go for a win-win situation. That's ideal. So I think the last time that we touched base was the idea that like crazy things happen. We all get in weird situations and um, I think Deb was talking about Dog. you and Deb were talking about dogs and all the stuff and I was like oh, I really want to think about it so I did get a puppy last yes. year so not to over uh plug this website but mysmartcharts.com backslash why and I'm going to put up a million pictures of Dax there's awesome. one of Dax and John who is his favorite babysitter um and and he- also my number one dating profile hit <laughs> so Everyone likes that one more than anything else, and they think it's my dog, and I don't shy away from it initially. So important. So important. John is single, everyone, and he's yes. a techie. John is yes, yes. Actually, that's actually really important. Let's. Yeah, let's. let's God. Looking out for you, John. John is single. He knows a lot about speech pathology. He's a techie. He'll help bring your problems and solve yeah. your problems. Bring yeah. your visualizations for let's life. Let's turn this into a dating <laughs> I, I love this idea. Love like, dating topics. Quiet, I mean, yeah. how functional is that? People want to date and it's, COVID is hard, I think, for dating. Like, yeah. how do you go on a first date and then you're like, hey, do you want to take off your mask? And then what if they're like, no? And then you're like, I yeah. said, I've been dating you for six months and I haven't even seen your face. <laughs> I've even seen half of your face, and I've been no- yeah, exactly. All right, all right, coming what, from the fiance. What is jerk? The, we're we're both single. What does the demographic I look? I didn't know that. I'm being facetious, hundred yeah. percent facetious. But if this you want to be like, I'm single, like say it on I'll, the podcast. I'll plug this guy all day long. As John knows, on our podcast, we usually end with a quote. Is uh, happiness is not a state to arrive at, but a manner of traveling. Uh, by Margaret Lee. We think it's called Runback, but we aren't really sure. We're gonna, we're assuming she's maybe not listening, so we'll just run with that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like that. And that's our episode, everyone. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes to access my smart charts.